Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid. Nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter. When I caught a glimpse of Rita, filling in the ticket. So why would you use a fake Name. Well, that is the big, big question tonight. And in just a few minutes, we're going to be talking to former Intel operative and also the head of the London Policy for Center, uh, London Policy for Public Research, Tony Schaefer, uh, because that's the big question tonight surrounding President Joe Biden. Why was he in communications? When he was vice president, when all this stuff was going down, and this is in the middle of all the Burisma and all the Ukraine and all that stuff, why would the president, who was then again vice president, the sitting vice president, be communicating with his son, connecting him to Poroshenko, who is then the president of Ukraine, And using a fake name, several fake names for that matter. To me, this looks so fishy. It looks so bad. And we are going to talk about this tonight because this is a huge development that has just come in the last few hours. Several names that Joe Biden was using are now coming to light. And it makes you wonder, if you're connecting your son, who you claim He doesn't know anything about business arrangements. You've never talked to him about anything tied to any of the executives. You didn't really even know anything tied to Burisma, any of these things. If you are about to do all those things and you're claiming that I know nothing, the old Sergeant Schultz defense, why would you be using burner phones? Why would you be using things that would actually connect And look suspicious. You look at the shell companies where these monies that were coming in, remember, to Hunter Biden, and we're talking about tens of millions of dollars. Why were they being moved in these, like, sort of surreptitious ways? It just doesn't make any sense. And it just looks so darn right fishy. And it looks so totally, totally questionable. Because you say to yourself, wait a minute, this just doesn't add up. Is that a normal course of business that it would be moved through all these shell companies, different names, offshore accounts, and then suddenly ends up these like tens of millions of dollars from rogue leaders suddenly end up in like a granddaughter's account coming originally from like the former mayor of Moscow's wife? It just doesn't make sense. And now we are finding out another layer that also really, really looks bad. And this is these emails, because it is coming out now that Joe Biden was using these fake names 
when he was the vice president of the United States. He was using the name Robert L. Peters. He used the name Robin Ware. And then he used J.R.B. Ware. Well, we definitely have to be Ware. That's for sure, because now we're learning during these conversations that came at a time of such high-level sensitive information that this is when all the Burisma stuff was going down, that at one point he is reaching out to the president of Ukraine at the time. It's before Zelensky, this guy Poroshenko, and he's seeing his son Hunter using this fake name. Why would you do that if everything is above board? That just looks so fishy. And why would you be connecting your son, who the son's own admission is a cracked-out drug addict who loves porn, and you're connecting him to the president of Ukraine at the time when they're investigating the son's business, Burisma, that he's on the board of and where he's getting millions upon millions of dollars? It just does not make sense. Does it make any sense to you? No, this just does not add up. And the timing of it just also looks so, so fishy. Apparently, there are a series of emails, and it wasn't like they handed it over. What happened was, during the searches for the National Archives, it came out that there was this name. Suddenly, this name of Robert L. Peters came up, and it was connected to Hunter Biden, and it was connected to the president of Ukraine. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. Well, who is Robert L. Peters? And then they figured it out. They connected it that this is the former vice president of the United States, now the current president. So, boy, does this look fishy. So now James Comer and his committee is now saying, well, we want to get all these documents. We want to find out exactly what all of this means and where this is going. Here is Congressman Tim Burchett talking about what looks like something really fishy and really unseemly. And I think the lid is just about to be blown off on all of this Joe Biden, Hunter Biden stuff. Take a listen. Here's Congressman Tim Burchett. Of course, you do it to hide your identity and you're doing something illegal. And that's exactly what he was doing. You've got over $20 million in transactions uh, from foreign countries, China, Marisma, all these other crooked agencies and, and groups, and some of those people are, in fact, on the run now. So it, it really to, to, it tightens the noose, and that's why you're seeing Democrats, at least privately, pulling off of President Biden, knowing that they, they're probably going to be running the governor of California in, in 2024. Wow. So Tim Burchett thinks that this is so damning that this is an indication that Joe Biden cannot run again. And will not run again. Do you think that the walls around the Biden family are about to crumble big time? I would say if you look at all these details, this looks so damning. And this is what, like, rogue leaders do. We're hearing all these stories about the burner phones, all these different things. It just does not make sense. Here is John Solomon just a little bit ago talking about some of the names and some of the details that he uncovered. Take a listen. Here's John Solomon. This one was Robert L. Peters. Go figure that one out. Robert L. Peters, but it was actually Joe Biden. And you can see, uh, you know, it's Joe Biden because the vice president's uh, deputy chief of staff says, hey, boss, you got to call at nine o'clock with uh, Petro Poroshenko, the Ukraine president. Uh, for some reason, Hunter Biden is CC'd on this. They 
another sign that maybe Joe Biden and Hunter Biden had some things going on on the side that we have not yet seen? Well, uh, you know what? Hey, boss, Robert L. Peters, did you uh, know you got a meeting tomorrow and use a fake name? And also, if you could, uh, make sure that you CC your crack addict son. This just looks so bad. Well, let's go to the head of the London Center for Policy Research. He's also the president of Project Sentinel. He is also a retired intel operative, one of the best military guys out there, Tony Schaefer. Tony, this is amazing. I had to talk with you about this because this is a stunning revelation. You've dealt in the world of intel for a long time. How fishy does this look? Well, let's start off, uh, Rita, with uh, a little observation. Joe Biden is no Carlos Danger, if you know what I mean, if you get the reference there. Uh, But uh, he's clearly doing these sorts of things to hide his identity. And and that joke was meant to be something because, obviously, Representative Weiner was using a private identity, Carlos Danger, to do illegal things. So it seems to run in the Democrat Party as a feature of how they do things behind the scenes. And this is bad. This is as bad as it gets. He was using a .gov account. That's notable. Uh, one of the things uh, that needs to be asked, and I would ask uh, the spokesman tomorrow, is how many aliases were, was Joe Biden using? Because I'm sure we're going to come to find that he was using a, well, probably a Google or some private server, private service as well. And the second question is, and this is, again, a question I would ask the White House, is are any of these names linked to any of the income that came through Hunter Biden from foreign sources. Because, again, I think we're going to come to find that there are direct linkages between those payments and these aliases and probably alias accounts. So to me, as you pointed out in your introduction of the the whole topic, I think things are about to be blown wide open. I think John Solomon is is hot on the trail. I think he's going to continue to to dig things up which need to be exposed. And, uh, yeah, this is, as I've been saying for a while, and I think people fully will comprehend it now, this is an order of magnitude worse than Watergate ever thought about being. You know, Tony, this also, from just a pure sort of like investigation standpoint, this would be enough to really go after somebody on bribery, uh, influence peddling, extortion. You know, if you go back to that email with that uh, FBI informant that came out, This looks just so bad. And just like you said, I obviously, I think they clearly need to get those documents from the National Archives. Like you said, let's see, first off, who else was being communicated, the timetable. There may be who knows what. And apparently there's three or four different names, as I mentioned. And then, like you said, also at the same time, find out was there any money that was going to these individuals or other people maybe CC'd on these emails that may not be real names either. And we need to go through all of that. And I'm sure we're going to find more of that. Now, it's, what I find ironic is the Democrats today is just today, Representative Connolly from my old uh, district uh, in Fairfax County was saying there's, quote, unquote, no direct evidence Joe Biden was involved in any of this. It's like he's Joe Biden is the product. Joe Biden has been paraded around. Joe Biden is now linked to these uh, the shadow alias accounts to all the activities directly. I mean, as you point out, Rita, He's being told, you know, hey, boss, do X, do Y, make sure everything's included. That is right there, mens rea. That is intent. He's intent. His intent is to participate in Hunter Biden's activities because Joe Biden is the product. Joe Biden is what's being sold. And therefore, there's just no way to avoid at this point 
the, the circling of the square to make the direct link that all of this does fit together, and it was a criminal enterprise. This is as much of a RICO uh, crime as, as anything Giuliani, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani put the mafia into, into prison for in the old days. You know, the other thing, too, as we're looking at it, the timetable, because here he is. He is the sitting vice president of the United States. That's what, to me, this is so unseemly. His son, who his son's by own admission didn't really have any skills and by his own admission was on drugs and all these other things, is being CC'd with the president of Ukraine. I, I mean, it, right. it's like, what what the heck would you be ever you know, connecting your son. And it's right around the time where all this stuff is going on. And then they suddenly get rid, of course, of that prosecutor that Joe Biden famously said at the Council of Foreign Relations, son of a bee, you know, basically, I'm going to withhold a billion dollars of aid if you don't get rid of this prosecutor. Now, it turns out clearly that prosecutor was investigating Burisma. And by getting rid of that prosecutor, his son profited for many more years, huge amounts of money. We're talking tens of millions of dollars. So that action directly created it. And now we're seeing if you're above board, why would you CC your son with a different name to connect him to the president of Ukraine when you know your son is a troubled? I mean, I mean, this is really it. This to me looks so bad and so fishy. And the timing of all of this just looks so bad. Uh, that I think we are on the tip of a lot of stuff. I I just hope that the National Archives, I hate to say this, Tony, I don't have a lot of faith. I have seen so much stuff between the highest levels of FBI and the others. Please restore my faith. I'm with you. I I don't have a lot of faith at this point. But as you pointed out, there's other folks on the other end of these emails. So it's not only about what was given to the National Archives. Some of these folks have these emails. And I think that's the other thing that... Those folks who received these emails from from uh, from Joe Biden or a.k.a. Robin Ware, that's another alias he uses, or, of course, Robert L. Peters. Uh, people did receive those emails. Uh, I think there's ways of finding out where those emails are now and, and acquiring them outside the National Archives if necessary. But remember, part of why I think Biden was elected or selected by Obama to be the guy that ran on the Democrat ticket, because I think Obama did step in and shoot everybody else away and let him win, is the Democrat Party knew, Rita, that uh, if you want to do corruption, why not have the most corrupt guy amongst them in office? I mean, they're fleecing the American public. One of the biggest fleecings I've seen, and I don't mean to divert off the subject, but it's related as far as I'm concerned, is the $20 billion that went to payoffs of all of the Democrat supporters via the, quote-unquote, Inflation Reduction Act. That was a big payoff. So, of course, they're going to put people like Biden in positions of authority because they know he's compromised. He's going to go along with anything they tell him to do because otherwise they've got the goods on him. And I think the goods are about to come out uh, all across the board at this point. Yeah, I think the Democrats also, um, before I let you go really quick, look at the timing, too, Tony. Don't you think like the Democrats are intentionally kind of almost allowing this, even though they're trying to play cover for him? But about 30 seconds left, Tony, don't you think they're trying to send a message that, ah, Maybe it's time to get him out that he is too compromised. It's exposed. You've got uh, loyalists like Connolly who would, you know, basically see, sell his mother down the river if he thought he saw, uh, you know, power and prestige going with it. Others are recognizing that Biden is damaged goods to the point of where I don't think any rational American would vote for him again, Any, no matter what your party is. So, And I think uh, if we talk about this a month from now, I think we're going to be talking about – 
how they're going to show Biden the exit, and it, and, it, and it won't be pretty, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so either, because I don't think he wants to go anywhere. So I think what it no. means is it's going to be kicking and screaming, like, hey, Joe, here's what we got. Uh, we'll either yep. uh, drop this or else. You know, I, I think it is getting – it. this to me is really stunning. This is like – I mean, you've investigated a lot of stuff, Tony. Uh, this oh, is yeah. like, you know, burner phones, secret emails. You know, I mean, exactly. it's, it is exactly. wild. Wild. Tony, we yeah. love you. Thank you for being here and your thank, great, great thank expertise. You, thank you. Great, the great thank Tony Schaefer. Thank you. thank you. The great Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer of the Project Sentinel, also London Center for Policy Research. Everybody, when we come back, we will take your calls. You just heard Tony's take. Boy, things are getting ugly and they sure look just fishy, fishy, fishy. 1-800-848-9222. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno, he's your numero uno. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, it sounds like a real legitimate business that Joe Biden was running as vice president. It has now been revealed he was using several alias email addresses. And it's not like he was like messaging his Aunt Mabel to ask how Uncle Joe is. What he was basically doing was CCing his son Hunter and the president of Ukraine. And remember all this fishy stuff with Burisma, which was clearly a corrupt energy company in Ukraine, which his son was on the board of. Boy, this just looks so bad. And the timetable, which I'll share with you in a few minutes, just makes it look even more fishy. You just heard Tony Schaefer's take on all of it. What do you think? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony. Line six, Tony, your thoughts. Hey, Rita, listen, this is all, I just did a connection of names, so I don't mean to misrepresent anyone. I want to just say that this is just my speculation on name play, okay, if I could do that. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead real quick, Tony. When he uses the term where in a lot of these emails, this is, this is very common for energy companies. They use that terminology, that where. Energy where a lot of energy companies use that name. Now it's W A R E. Is that right? Right, and that holds the oil and the gas. A lot of those companies use that name. Now, oh, that's really. Hey, Tony, do me a favor. We're going to go to a hard break. Stay with us because you got you always have great stuff. Stay with us. We're going to a break, and we'll take you after the break. Much more with Tony. Wow, interesting. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Cosby is on. The 
Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great law enforcement and their families. A really powerful story coming from Plymouth, Massachusetts, where a Plymouth police officer's very quick response is being credited with saving a choking infant's life. Now, police say that the little baby Isadora is one of a set of twins that Rita Da Silva Fritz delivered in June at 28 weeks. She was the first twin that was able to leave the hospital and go home, yet sadly, She began choking during a feeding on Sunday morning, and Isadora's nine-year-old sister then called 911. Officer Eric Mitchell arrived on the scene within two minutes of the call. He found the baby unresponsive and not breathing, a very scary situation. Mitchell put the infant face down over his arm, began back blows, and cleared the baby's mouth. If the police did not intervene as they did, it would have been a very tragic outcome for the premature child, paramedics told police. The Plymouth Police Department commended Mitchell for his quick response and decisive action, which they say no doubt saved the little infant's life. By the way, she is expected to return home in about a week and is said to be doing okay. And it just shows that it is all in uh, a day's work. For our men and women in blue, you never know what they will face. Here is, by the way, we're talking about Joe Biden and the fact he used these alias. I'm going to go to Tony uh, on the call lines and many of you others in just a moment. But here is John Solomon sort of describing the email communication. Take a listen, the great investigative journalist, the fact there are these multiple emails and listen to how he describes the events. A year ago this month, the investigation of Donald Trump for National Archives issues started with the raid in Mar-a-Lago. This August, uh, the House uh, Oversight Committee just uh, sent a request for documents to the National Archives. Why? Because they now, as part of their investigation into Hunter Biden's businesses and Joe Biden's potential facilitating of those businesses when he was vice president, they found that Joe Biden was using a private email address for some of his official meetings. And in one of those meetings in the spring of 2016, Joe Biden was planning to have a conversation with the president of Ukraine, very sensitive uh, foreign uh, policy discussion with a foreign leader. They use a Joe Biden's private address and they CC in Hunter Biden, who just happens to have a very big interest in Ukraine because he's on the board of Brisma Holdings, the energy company that was doing business in Ukraine, considered by many to be a corrupt company. Uh, this has set off a shockwave. You see a lot of major news media picking up on this. But now uh, James Comer says, all right, you put these documents out. They're redacted. I want all the redactions removed. We are going in for all records of Joe Biden talking to Hunter Biden or CCing Hunter Biden or tipping off Hunter Biden, his business partners, Devin Archer and Eric Schwer, in a major escalation of the investigation. And another sign that Joe Biden used his private email for government business. That is interesting because, you know, John just hit another interesting point. Using his email for government business, that's a no-no. And especially if it's like classified national security issues. Remember uh, the whole thing with Hillary Clinton. Remember just, you know, you're not supposed to be sharing intel sensitive information. What is he doing sharing the fact that he's about to go on this call with the president of Ukraine again at the time that that country 
is investigating Burisma. So you, you just have, there are so many layers to this that just look so unseemly and so questionable. And here is Congressman Tim Burchett, again, of Tennessee, that he says this just, it just smells. Take a listen. At some point, you got to ask yourself, though, when is the crooked Justice Department going to, in fact, uh, bring justice into the equation? You and I do $600 worth of sales on eBay, and we get a letter from the IRS. Man, there's no proof that he's even paid any any taxes on this. You know, that's how they got Capone. He murdered people, St. Valentine's Day massacre. I mean, you know, clobbered some guy with a baseball bat. Never got in trouble for that. But what he got in trouble for was tax evasion. And when you have 21 different LLCs and bank accounts in phony corporations that paid the exact amount that was paid into them back to the Biden crime family, it's a pretty pretty clear uh, track record of what went down. And I think the American public knows it. And one of the things is the it's one hundred and forty two thousand that suddenly goes into Hunter and then he gets a Porsche costing. Guess what? A hundred and one hundred and forty two thousand to AT. By the way, the timetable, two of these calls is really interesting because first there's this, you know, uh, the basic emails and the calls and all these things happen. Um, and then you see sort of what's going on. Let's kind of go through it a little bit. It's December 4th, 2015, uh, that Burisma, this is this corrupt company in Ukraine, the energy company, tells Hunter, this is that famous meeting in Dubai, uh, please call D.C. We desperately need help. Well, what's happening is at that point, the country of Ukraine is investigating Burisma and the executive of Burisma, who uh, was at the dinner at Cafe Milano along with Joe Biden, even though the White House never says they was there. Uh, but they were apparently seizing the executive's assets. They were going after Burisma. There was a lot of heat on them. So all that's happening, right? Then, what a surprise, four days later, Joe Biden delivers his remarks to the Ukrainian parliament. And soon before that, he sends this message to his son saying, hey, uh, take a look at this. And he's also CCing the president of Ukraine. So there's there's some a lot of questions here. Then Biden leverages the U.S. to basically oust and get rid of that prosecutor who was investigating Burisma. That happens the same day he does that speech to the Ukrainian parliament. Right. And then. Just a few months later, Hunter's included again on another email where basically Biden is planning a phone call to the Ukraine president. So why is all this going on? Why would you ever be CCing your son with the Ukrainian president and using a fake name? That is really fishy. And again, there are several fake names. One of them that Biden was apparently using was Robert L. Peters. Then the other is Robin Ware. And then the other is J.R.B. Ware. Why would you use these fake names and tie your son to the highest levels of Ukraine? It just it does not make sense. Uh, it sounds so bad and it looks so bad. Couple that with Devin Archer, who says that Hunter Biden told him to go get a burner phone when he goes and meets with his dad. Uh, and that Hunter was paying his father's phone bills on a separate phone believed to be a burner phone. So, I mean, this is what drug dealers do. 
9222. Let's go back to Tony. Tony, so sorry. Uh, thank you for your patience. Go ahead and pick it up where you were saying before about this phrase where, W-A-R-E. Yeah, so I just wanted to do the caveat again. Whatever I say is speculation. I'm just doing a play on names. And we all use emails, and we use emails that make sense to us for different reasons. We all have email addresses. So the where, the where is a common word that I found for energy companies, oil and gas. They always have the wares are the sort of the tankers and the things that you could get to store the oil and gas, and they sell this. And a lot of companies, it's a where. It's their product. It's a very big energy name for selling um, fuel fuel tanks or oil heaters or whatever you want to call them. It's a very common name. That kind of hit me immediately, but... When you research it, you'll see. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, By the way, I didn't know that, and I have not seen that anywhere. And that's really interesting that he picked some name that, you know, that would fit with the type of business. Because not only was the son doing this business with, you know, Ukraine tied. We know the son was on the board with Burisma. But he was also doing, remember, tied with the Chinese energy company. You wonder what was he doing with Russia, too, as well. I mean, there are so many of these layers with all of this. So so it makes sense. It seems like that was their shtick or that was the sun shtick. Right. You know, that's interesting. Wow. Okay. So so then so then the, I took down the names as uh, we heard this afternoon on your show. And, of course, it which was it. So the Robinware is another one. And to, so so. President Biden's middle name is actually Joseph. His name is Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Exactly. That's where the and, JRB came from. Right. And so Robin is kind of a, a short of Robinette. That's the only connection I could make because that's his middle name, Robinette. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, that's interesting. You know, that. And, yeah. And so um, Robert, now the Robert. There's um, an email with Robert L. Peters. So here's where I'm being. So Robert, Robert Biden is the youngest child of Haley and Bo Biden. And he's known by Hunter as a nickname, but his name is Robert, the grandchild. Ah, so that's where you think he got the name Robert there. I'm just, you know, thinking of how we make up names. Now, what about you know, what about what's the L in the Peters? The Ellen appears. So I didn't do anything with L, but um, Peters. Um, so Joe Biden had um, a granddaughter named Naomi, and her husband's name was Peter. That's just that's just one name. But on Peters, and this is a far fetch. So on Peters is actually, and this is a far fetch. So it, there's a senator who who was elected, his name, he's a Democrat, he was from the Obama administration, his name is Gary Peters, and this is far-fetched. But what's interesting to me about him is that, of course, he was from the Obama administration, but his stick before he went into, he was in the Navy, and he was in finance. He worked for Merrill Lynch and Payne Weber, and he taught finance, which is really what all these mon- money laundering things are about. It's a far fetch. Yeah, who knows? So, who knows? Or you might be right about that. Was it the granddaughter's husband? Or you know, I mean, you know, who knows? You're right. Like sometimes, and the where thing is interesting because a where is usually like 
a product like it's a, you know, and it's a phrase like the British use it a lot. The overseas people use it a lot. Um, but that that is really interesting. Tony, you may be on to something big, my friend. Uh, always great to get your interesting calls. We always learn a lot from you. Thank you very, very much. Wow. Really interesting. Uh, this is fascinating where this is going. Uh, let's go to Jim, line seven. Uh, Jim, your thoughts. Uh, this is interesting. Tony was just kind of walking us through. It is interesting, but boy, are things unraveling. And I think we are uh, near the bursting point with the Bidens. I always play it safe. I always give somebody the benefit of the doubt. But I keep saying it looks so fishy, Jim. There's no way. Why else would why would you be connecting your son to the president of Ukraine? And you claim you still knew nothing about your son's business deals. You didn't even know he's on the Burisma board till years later. Uh, that's a lie. I, I mean, there's that's inconceivable, Jim. And he had burner phones. He had fake emails. I mean, this is again, I use the phrase drug dealers because that's the only time you sort of hear so many money launderers do these kind of things. I mean, we don't know yet, but we're pretty. I mean, this looks really bad, Jim. Oh, Reedy, you're right. I mean, it, it truly is treason from the, from the Clintons to Obama to Joe Biden. They've all become multimillionaires selling our country down down the river. Trump went in there. He knew what was going on when he was talking about the Chinese and this and that. People laughed at him. And then he exposed how deep the corruption is in our politics with the Chinese. If you ever listen to, to Frank Gaffney or Gordon Chang, the Chinese have a, a thing called elite capture, and that's where they pay off people. And Biden's there. He's their poster boy for elite capture. Everything he's done since he's gotten to office is to hurt this, co- this country and to embolden our enemies. He Attacking our oil and gas industries, Bagram Air Force Base, um, just uh, Ukraine. It's the Ukraine war is horrible. It's heartbreaking to see what's going on over there. But they've been the most corrupt country ever. I have a friend who's Ukrainian. He said everything is corrupt over there. People constantly tape each other's phone calls so they could use it against each other. It's just like in the culture. One of the one of the one of the uh, board members of Burisma, when Hunter Biden was on it, is is Zelensky's right hand one of his right hand men right now. All these billions we're sending over there, and Biden wants no accountability for it. Some of these weapons have been found in in uh, Mexican drug cartels' hands that we sent to Ukraine. Well, and and you know what, Jim, that is interesting. When you talked about how the Burisma guys now there in the Zelensky government, um, and listen, Ukraine, you're right, has had a history of corruption. The other thing too, Jim. And I, I didn't know if you were going to hit there when you got into Afghanistan. But I think about we gave up Bagram, which is right by China. All right. And we also left behind billions of dollars of equipment um, in Afghanistan, too. You talked about some of the weaponry that was going to Ukraine. Who knows where it ended up, like you said, and is in hands of who knows what, um, which is why we got to know where that it's going to Ukraine. Uh, you, uh, you don't want it somewhere else. Remember, there was a lot of questions of corruption but in addition to that, think about how much money that equipment that we just left behind when we did that disastrous Biden administration withdrawal of Afghanistan. Billions of dollars. They are now the Taliban, the fourth largest army in the world, if they haven't sold it already to China or to Russia or who knows where. Uh, I mean, that that makes me wonder, too. And also, Jim, most of these issues, as we have just been talking about, 
The whole Burisma thing is oil, energy, gas. China's oil, energy, gas. Russia, huge into oil, energy, gas. That's what they were using Hunter Biden. He didn't have any expertise in oil, energy, gas. The only thing he had was a last name Biden, and they knew he could get to his father. And as Devin Archer said, Biden, the president, was the brand. Then the VP was the brand. He oversaw policy for all these countries. How perfect is that? So, but but it's interesting because you look at how he has sold out our American energy all these years, trying to do all these conversions to green energy and killing fossil fuels in this country, while we now have allegations that the sun was doing all these other very questionable deals. That's not even an allegation. Those are facts with all these rogue individuals. I mean, it just, it's unseemly. There's something so unseemly. Uh, was he selling out American policy, American oil and gas, uh, for the sake of benefiting his family? Uh, that makes, and why is he keeping continuing, no questions asked, uh, to support Ukraine. I think we need to help Ukraine, but the whole no questions asked, I think things need to just be looked into. You just got to make sure it's going to the right place uh, at the right time. It's being used. The weapons aren't going somewhere else. There's something so bad. And if this is true, the word treason is appropriate, Jim. If it's true, this certainly fits high crimes. And this is absolutely impeachable. One thousand percent. And we may be on the tip of the iceberg to get that right now. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. These stunning revelations which are coming out now that Biden used aliases like a drug dealer. Why is he doing it? The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Is the Rita Cosby Show. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, when we come back, we're going to talk about Trump's recent interview. He came out firing. And also an update on, remember, he was going to do this news conference on Monday, presenting details that he says is irrefutable about the election of 2020. Of course, these new charges coming from Fulton County, Georgia. And we're going to fill you in on some details on all of that. And also talk about the migrant crisis in New York, which is at a busting point. And now they're looking at city jails, the same jail uh, where Jeffrey Epstein was, because remember, remember, they did such great security there. Uh, so that really uh, sounds like a great place to put them. Uh, but I think they should still do Rikers, because Rikers has like 30,000 cells you could actually use. Think about how big that property is. It's more isolated. You take the uh, doors off. Uh, my wonderful colleague who I host the show with, and uh, of course, the great owner and operator of Red Apple Media, John Katsimatidis has been talking about Rikers. Why would you take a smaller location? Go for Rikers. If you're going to do it, do it. Take the doors off so it's more humane if you want that. But you can control it more. You are at a busting point. What took you so long? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Joe real quick. Line six. Joe, your thoughts about Biden? Yes. 
Thank you, Rita. I know what the L stands for. You want to know? Go ahead, real quick. For Joe Biden, it suits him perfectly. Lucifer, and that's a revelation in the Bible. Ah, wow. Now we know how you really feel. Uh, Red hot. (laughs) Red hot emails, right, between uh, Joe Lucifer and uh, Hunter. Wow, wow, wow. And what a surprise, the president of Ukraine. Wow, wow, wow. We're going to continue talking with this after the break. I love you all. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, just a little bit ago, former President Trump is now saying that he will not be holding a news conference. Remember, he was supposed to do that on Monday to unveil what he said is new evidence of fraud in Georgia's 2020 presidential election. He says that he had irrefutable proof and they were planning on presenting it. He's now saying that he's not going to do it because his attorneys are saying uh, that it's not the best thing to do, that it should actually be, quote, presented in filings. Let me read the statement that he basically put out. Uh, He said, rather than releasing the report on the rigged and stolen Georgia 2020 presidential election on Monday, this is what Trump says, my lawyers would prefer putting this, I believe, irrefutable and overwhelming evidence of election fraud and irregularities in formal legal filings as we fight to dismiss this disgraceful indictment. That's what he put up on his social media a little bit ago, that his attorneys are telling him to put that information in the filings to show why he believed that the election was not fair. And he was on with my buddy Larry Kudlow just a little bit ago, and this is what President Trump had to say about the recent indictment. Take a listen. It's a witch hunt. It's just a continuation of a witch hunt. They want to silence you. They want to silence you. And they mean silence. They are, uh, I think they're sick people. I think they are people that uh, have no idea how the world works, and they have no idea the anger they cause. You know, we have a tremendous group of people in this country, and I'm not just talking about Republicans. We have them on both sides, and we have a lot of them. And when they watch this witch hunt, this disgusting situation, uh, where they do it for publicity, where they do fundraisers based on, you know, she, uh, in her case, and they're all bad, uh, but in her case, because I have four of them now, if you look, I mean, this is not even possible. Four over the next last couple of months. And frankly, it discredits everything. And they're all very similar in the sense that uh, there's no basis for them. And he also said, boy, uh, what about others who have questioned elections? There's a long list on the Democratic side. It's a very sad thing when you look at it and then you look at the suppression. They want to suppress your voice. They don't want you to ever talk about an election. If you talk about an election, they want to put you in jail. And... uh, 
then you say, well, what about Hillary Clinton? She's been talking about. What about Stacey Abrams in Georgia? She's still saying she won the governor's election. What about all these other people that have been talking about uh, elections, including a lot of the congressmen that talk big, and then you look back four years or two years even, and they're talking about every election that you've ever seen. They try and uh, persuade people that it didn't happen. No, it's a disgraceful thing. And just a little bit ago, Trump's attorney said, hey, you know, uh, this ele- this latest case should really start, he's suggesting, April 2026. Uh, this is for the DOJ election case. That's the federal election case. Uh, this comes as the state, the county, Fulton County, Georgia election case, where the prosecutor there, Fanny, good old Fulton County Fanny, as Tony calls her, uh, is saying that she wants it to be starting the day before Super Tuesday, which is one of the biggest election contests in the presidential election race. It always is. It's 15 states plus American Samoa. That's when they have their primaries. Super Tuesday is one of the biggest, if not the biggest day. You got Iowa, you got New Hampshire, South Carolina, Nevada. And uh, then the next real, real biggie is the Super Tuesday. So he would need tons of time to prepare and to plan. Uh, so these people are just trying to stick it to him every which way but loose. And you could tell his attorneys are trying to muzzle him a little bit. I do think it does not help for him to get out there and do some long press conference at this time. Um, and that if there is information that he has or whatever it is or what led him to believe it, that he should put that in a filing. Um, on the other hand, I don't think that this temporary uh, pause is only going to be basically just a temporary pause. That really is going to be the case. He's going to want to say something at a campaign rally. He's going to want to say, I mean, you can't put a muzzle on a presidential candidate. It's outrageous. It's First Amendment. And if that's how he believed, why can't he say it when it seems like Hillary Clinton and Stacey Abrams have no problems repeating their claims now still many Many, many years later. So where do you see all of that heading, guys? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, also, we're going to talk later on in this hour about the border because, boy, is it a mess. And already things are intensifying in New York and elsewhere. They're now finally waking up and having some epiphany and saying maybe we should put the migrants at a jail. Because they've been talking about taking over, you know, they took over the psychiatric facilities, set up a tent uh, for a thousand beds, single adult males. Then they also are working on Fort McCarran Park. They're working now. There's even word that they might even try to take over Nassau Coliseum. What's next? Are they going to kick out Billy Joel and put it in Madison Square Garden? Who knows? You can't do that to the piano man. You can't. You can't. But this is like where we're coming to, every twist and turn. So we're going to talk about that later on in the hour. Meantime, we are talking still about these aliases that everyone is talking about. What a bombshell uh, John Solomon and a number of others have uncovered. And now the National Archives has been given notice from Comer's Committee because Comer's Committee is trying to get to the bottom of us. They're saying send us anything tied to these aliases. And now we also want any emails, 
involving Hunter Biden, this other business partner, Eric Schwerin, also Devin Archer, tied to these names, but also any names in particular, because it may be like circuitous, like these shell companies. And take a listen. Here is John Solomon going by some of the names that Joe Biden, when he was the vice president of the United States, used when he was secretly messaging his son and world leaders. Take a listen. So I got a fun thing for you. There are three aliases that uh, Joe Biden used for his private email. I found these on the Hunter Biden laptop, validated them a year ago. I've been fighting a lawsuit to try to get these records. They were Robert Peters. That's the first one. And that was Robert the one that Peters was is one name. Yes. Yep. Robin Ware. Robin Ware, W-A-R-E. And the third one is J-R-B, Joseph R. Biden Ware, J-R-B Ware. Three aliases on private email systems. Uh, We have all three of them now, and Congress is on the trail. Congress is on the trail. And earlier I talked with Rudy Giuliani, and this is what he had to say, that those emails, once they're in the hands of James Comer and the GOP-led committees, this is what he believes they will show. You're going to find out that Joe was into all of this. He knew all about it, talked it over with his son, has been lying for 30 years. When his son wasn't doing it, his brother was doing it, other members of his family. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can tell you from the hard drive, I can get it up to about 50 million that they took. But I know it's more because the hard drive is about one third of their activity. Did anybody pay taxes on the 50 million? I doubt it, John. You know, maybe some, some got like, um, some of the, some of it was given back to him. For example, Hunter for a while paid rent to his father for living in the house that he owned, that he Hunter, Hunter owned. So that was a way. Yeah, of just getting, a bribe, uh, straight out, not bribe. Yeah, but I think that was Whatever. included in Joe's income. <clears throat> some of it was, some of it wasn't, and some of it is probably in offshore accounts that the FBI has never bothered to go get. <laughs> wow. Rudy is not holding back. Remember, he was listed in the case in Georgia for Fulton County. Uh, they put Trump and 18 others, probably every resident in Fulton County, right? Let's put them all in there. Uh, and Rudy says that this is just the tip of the iceberg and something that he knew years ago uh, and has wondered what took them so long. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Joe, line eight. Joe, your thoughts. This is Joe in Rockland County. Is this the person you want to speak to? Yes, it is. Real quick, Joe. Okay. I think when you presented the other night the uh, irrational statement by uh, Biden when he led off and he said, I know some great ice cream stores. And your uh, your daddy owes you. It sounds like he's talking code to his children, okay, or his associates. And the ice cream stores are places where he's stashed a lot of cash, banks, etc. Now the reason I bring this up is wait, wait, wait. Now why do you bring up the ice cream? How do you how do you know or think that he had cash in the ice cream stores? You you just you think it's code? Is that what you think, Joe? That's your opinion. I think think that the irrational behavior of Nancy Pelosi when she opens up her refrigerator and she shows you a uh, huge amount of ice cream, I think that it's uh, related to that the money is the ice cream. 
Uh, by the way, uh, here's the comment I think you were talking about uh, yesterday. Boy, it was a doozy. Uh, Joe, now I'm going to listen to it in a whole different way. Here it is. Take a listen. And I want to say one thing to your children. I know some really great ice cream places around here. <laughs> and Daddy owes you. Yeah? <laughs> so talk to me afterwards. Ah, maybe it's code. Joe, you might be on to something. Who knows? You never know. Let's go to Robert, line five. Robert, your thoughts about all this. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, some really interesting calls people have been making. Um, I think that in terms of where this is heading, um, it's possible, you know, Roger Stone has predicted that Michelle Obama will be ultimately the Democratic uh, nominee. Now, in the meantime, Biden is useful because he helps in terms of keeping Robert Kennedy from getting a fast shake in the primary. Um, but, you know, you know, the thing is, I'm not saying it's wrong to focus on this because it's really horrific when you have a president who seems to be so compromised and he should be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law, impeached and investigated and all that. In all likelihood, one way or the other, he seems he's going to get away with it. He'll be pardoned or something like that. But the thing is, what about... I'm not sure. He's like a puppet. But one second, but what about focusing on... He's like a puppet in a way. What about focusing on the people who are pulling the strings, like the George Soros's, or the trillion-dollar companies like BlackRock and Vanguard, uh, or what about that they're trying to name a climate change, you know, cutting down the food supply and the vaccines that they forced people to take, and now all there's these heart attacks, people collapsing. Well, and by uh, the way, Robert, hold on, hold on. Well, no, 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 hold on. You you threw out a lot of stuff there, okay? So I just, there's just, you're in a million different directions, which I appreciate, because there's a million things to kind of talk about. Um, But I believe that um, it's obviously there's only one president at this time. Yeah, I do believe that there are people uh, in the, behind the scenes. There's no question. And you brought up the name Soros, in fact, at one point. Um, there's clearly he has been, I think, incredibly destructive by sending the money to these organizations that ultimately are financing these soft on crime DAs. That's a huge problem. Uh, but that's a much, much bigger, much more detailed investigation as much as it's a huge deal to investigate the president of the United States, pinning all that down uh, makes it even much more difficult. Um, but but don't you agree, Robert, that if he indeed did these things, and I just want to stay focused on Biden because there's a lot there that you're throwing out, this um, is, is incredibly serious. I mean, this to me is treasonous. Um, and, you, you know, you can pull off the other layers later. Uh, but first, we've got to figure out if this layer, if it looks as bad, uh, as right now, it definitely appears. Um, Robert, thanks so much. Let's go to Al, line eight. Al, go ahead, Al. Oh, hi, Rita. Yeah, Rita, I just wanted to say I agree with you. I mean, with the DA even to put out there that the case in Georgia should be the day before uh, Super Tuesday, which is the biggest prize for presidential candidates. Yeah, I mean, uh, how transparent wrong. is that, Al? Come on, isn't exactly. that? I mean, that like, I mean, give me a break. Exactly. And President Trump, I mean, uh, a lot of those states are in the South, states that uh, as of today are favorable to the former president, and that's his stronghold. So you would be really uh, trying to hurt him by doing that politically. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that that is the objective of all of this, uh, sadly. Um, Al, thank you very, very much, Al. You're terrific. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the migrants. Now they are thinking of putting the migrants in New York City jails.
What took them so long? And when are they finally going to say, close the border, seal the border? I am begging you. Beg the president. Democrats, step up. Be Americans. 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, it sounds like New York is finally getting a reality check. Uh, Big news tonight that apparently New York City Mayor Eric Adams' administration is seeking permission from the federal government to house migrants in Manhattan's Metropolitan Correctional Center. Uh, that's the very infamous jail where they say Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. I say they say because, remember, there was that weird guard shift. Uh, Dr. Michael Bodden, who's the noted forensic pathologist, I've known Dr. Bodden for years. He says, no, uh, it's hard to hang yourself that way. It looks more like a strangulation. Uh, there's a lot of questions there. But regardless of all of that, they are now looking at potentially the Metropolitan Correctional Center, which has been closed down since 2021, filing, you know, after a lot of complaints about lacks of security and also dangerous conditions. What about Rikers? Um, my colleague and, again, uh, the great owner-operator of Red Apple Media, of which owns, of course, the Rita Cosby Show and all our great shows, John Katsimatidis, has been saying for weeks now, what about Rikers? Uh, the famous Rikers, uh, which is a much more sort of isolated location, better for security. Uh, they have, it's huge. Uh, you can put thousands upon thousands of inmates and thousands upon thousands of migrants. You could separate them in different sections. You could take the doors off for the migrants, make it more hospitable. Why not do that? Maybe they are secretly and they just don't want to say it. I'm glad they're coming to at least some revelation. But listen, here is Governor Kathy Hochul because She's getting a little testy and a little frustrated, uh, testy with New York City and also Mayor Eric Adams saying you can't just send people to these lonely places upstate. Uh, listen to her reply. I think you can send them anywhere. Let's be very clear. You cannot involuntarily take people from the city and send them all over the state of New York. Putting someone in a hotel on a you know, dark, lonely road in upstate New York and telling them they're supposed to survive is not compassion. I mean, it's not compassionate to New Yorkers who are now fed up, fed up. Uh, let's go to Jacqueline real quick, line seven. Jacqueline, your thoughts. Rita, during the COVID epidemic, um, the people that had COVID that were in nursing homes, they sent them back to the nursing homes and to infect other people. Now, these illegal immigrants, they carry measles, they carry um, antibiotic-resistant tuberculosis, yet they are making room for them in care facilities by displacing the residents of those care facilities. Why is that? And, and a quick question for the nasty man from Forest Hills and for the bear from Yonkers. How are they going to explain away these aliases that the criminal Joe Biden has been using? I told you, Jacqueline, it looks really fishy. It's like what drug dealers do. It looks suspicious. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes, I love doing this segment every night because we get to honor our great veterans and their families. Uh, a TikTok star and World War II veteran, Papa Jake Larson, was honored in his hometown in the state of Minnesota. Uh, it happened this week where family and friends gathered at the Steele County Free Fair to celebrate Native son and World War II veteran Jake Larson. He said it's one of the highlights of his life, and he is being honored for the service to his country. It all began, he said, by telling a little fib. He said he joined the National Guard right there in that community in 1938, and he was just 15 years old. He gained rank quickly, rising from the lowest infantry soldier to one of the highest. He said, I got in on the planning of the invasion. I got the Bronze Star for my planning. Every person that landed on D-Day came through these fingers. Wow. Many say he looks familiar, and there's a reason why Larson might look familiar. It's because Larson says he's just a country boy, born on a farm, raised with no running water or electricity. But he's also known by many, I love this, as Papa Jake, a TikTok sensation with more than 700,000 followers. Hundreds came to hear him in person, including a special guest who was a real-life Rosie the Riveter. Uh, what a great, great story, and how cool. He also says, I am not a hero. Uh, those who gave their life so I could make it, they are the heroes. They are up there now listening, he said. And, by the way, Larson is the lone survivor of all units, um, you know, uh, in many, many, on, in one of the units there. Uh, that landed on Omaha Beach on D-Day. And what a powerful, powerful story from his unit uh, that he is the lone survivor to this moment. And again, happy to be alive to share those stories. And I love that he's doing it to younger generations on TikTok. And he also did a book called The Luckiest Man in the World, highlighting his upbringing and his war experiences. And he certainly is a lucky man and also a heroic one. And we are so thankful for him and everybody else in the greatest generation. Well, we are talking about migrants in New York. They are taking over New York in every different direction. There are so many problems. And just a little bit ago, President Trump, who, remember, was building the border wall, and now the Biden administration just kind of stopped it as soon as they came in. They opened the border. Now we know we have millions of people in this country. Now we know cities are busting at the seams. Uh, New York looking. There's even talk of them putting migrants in Nassau Coliseum. That's where you have, like, these big events. Nassau Coliseum. I mean, this is, what, are you going to put in MetLife Coliseum? Kick out the uh, football teams, Madison Square Garden, kick out the singers? I mean, this is just crazy. Where does it end? And here is what President Trump had to say a little bit ago when he was talking to my buddy Larry Kudlow about the border. Take a listen. Uh, We can make America great. We have some problems. Uh, I think you're going to have 15 million people in our country that you didn't have a couple of years ago, not 4 million or 5 million. I think it's a much bigger number. Many of these people are from prisons and they're from uh, mental institutions and they're terrorists. And we have to get them out. We have to get them out. We can't live with them. And so that is something that is 
a big job. That's a big job. That's a very important job. But we have Tom Holman, and we have all these great people that are so good at this. You know, I had the safest border in the history of a country. Now we have the worst border. And I love Tom Homan. We've had him here on the show, him and Mark Morgan and Chris Oliveras, Brandon Judd. Uh, these guys really know this stuff, and they know that this border is wide open. By the way, in New York, which is feeling the impact, New York has had over 100,000 migrants in their care. They say it takes about 10,000 a month to take care of a single migrant. I mean, think about the price tag. They're saying it's probably going to reach $12 billion. That's with a B. So today, Mayorkas testified before Congress. He was on the hot seat, and boy, was he grilled because people are saying that guy needs to be impeached. What about the borders are? We haven't heard a thing from Kamala Harris. Not a thing. And yet now things are boiling up so much that Eric Adams in New York and Governor Kathy Hochul, of course, New York State, that they are, you know, a little back and forth over, hey, uh, do you have enough money? We need this. We need this. We need facilities. And you just heard that the New York City mayor is asking permission from the federal government to house migrants in Manhattan's Metropolitan Correctional Center, which is now vacant. I think you should put a lot of them in these vacant jails. I, I mean, quite frankly, that's the perfect place to put them. Uh, you know what? I, I don't think what is wrong with these New York officials and other liberal officials across the country that are greeting them when they get off the bus. They're giving them, you know, uh, you know, here's a cell phone. Here's a nice four star, five star hotel. Here's room service. Here's clothes, you know, who's health care, school shortly, you know. Kids are going to be starting school. Many of them come with kids. They get plopped into these classrooms. You got all of that. I mean, why are they getting that? We have all these veterans who could use our love and support. Put them in cells. If you want to feel like you have a responsibility, put them in cells, and that would be a logical place. I say, even more so, turn them around. Put the buses back to Washington, D.C. Say, sorry, uh, wrong address. This shouldn't say, uh, you know, Penn Station, Port Authority. This should say uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Or it should say the Naval Observatory, which is Kamala Harris's house. That's the vice president's house in Washington, D.C. I mean, this is just nuts. And because until you plug the hole, and I'm talking about closing the border, they're just going to keep on coming. And you telegraph that you are a sanctuary city. What did you expect? Uh, They came. They listened to you. They came. But I'm glad that they're at least having a little bit of a wake-up call and sounding the alarm. I wish they would be... Sounding the alarm to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, I wish they would demand a meeting with the president and the vice president immediately to talk about this. This is an enormous, catastrophic crisis that even if they plug the hole today, we will feel the effects for generations to come. We have millions of people in this country. We don't know who they are. We don't know what diseases they came in with. We don't know what their criminal records are. You know, you got to vet them, keep them on the other side of the border, vet them. Those that fit the criteria of true asylum, bring them in once they're vetted. But you know what? Not the thousands upon thousands and now 100,000 in New York and millions across this country, including almost 2 million gotaways under Joe Biden. That is that is derelict. That is just shameful to this country. That is a national security catastrophe. Here is GOP strategist Jeanette Hoffman. Take a listen to what she says. 
Republicans have called Joe Biden out from the beginning about not doing enough to stop the crisis at our borders. But now these blue state governors like Kathy Hochul are seeing the impact that busing all these migrants to New York is having on her communities. New York City, New York State simply cannot withstand paying all these additional resources, I think you said, to the tune of $12 billion in New York City. Our communities just can't withstand it. It's not fair to the migrants. It's not fair to the people of New York. And now blue state governors are starting to realize that they need to do something about this. But all I'm seeing from them is pointing fingers. Yeah, uh, they are just pointing fingers right now. And again, stand outside of the White House, do a press conference saying, I am begging my president. We made a mistake by backing you on your policies about the border because they did. You know, we made a mistake uh, and it should be closed. Just for the sake of national security, they should have done it a long time ago, but at least do it now. Do not continue the charade of like, we need more money so we can have more migrants. Are you kidding me? Let's go to Ted in Forest Hills on line one. Ted, your thoughts. Well, thank you. God bless you. Uh, I'd just like to see one Democrat say he's not voting for Biden. That's all. That will make my day. Thank you so much. By the way, I I agree, and I'll do one better, Ted. I actually wish they would say, I'm not voting for Joe Biden because he put our country in such serious risk for so many reasons. And just on the border alone, the fact that the border is wide open, and this president just doesn't even seem to care. It's really scary to me. It's it's stunning. It's shocking to me. It's shocking that they continue to say, oh, the border's not open. Meantime, the numbers are back up again. And it's hot right now outside. Uh, so you know it's going to get a lot more as the weather gets a little cooler. And if you really care about the migrants, and there's some of their stories are heartbreaking, you would make sure that indeed they're checked, that you know that they're not being human trafficked. I mean, there's so many serious, horrible issues that are happening. Uh, this is not humane to the migrants either. It's not humane to Americans, and it's not humane whatsoever to, you know, the migrants themselves, especially young kids. This is deplorable. Let's go to Terry, uh, line three. Terry, your thoughts. Rita, your show is awesome. But, folks, let me give you the bad news. They want them here. They want to flood this country with third worlders. The uh, Democratic Party has become a hard left party. Here's what no Republican will tell you. It's become a hard left party because of the 65 Immigration Act. The 65 Immigration Act has to go or your country goes. Those are your two choices. There's also there's overstaying visas. Nobody talks about that. 800000 a year. China is the biggest offender. Nobody says nothing because that's the establishment's business partner. Okay, folks? Race quotas have to go. I've been saying this for years. You know, Terry, 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 you bring up some superb points. Um, uh, and also about the visas, they have to be checked. I think about, by the way, the Boston Marathon bombings um, is a perfect example. Those two guys, I believe, overstayed their visas. They had student visas, uh, overstayed their visas. So they're not just coming that way over the border. They're also doing, you know, manipulations with visas, all that other stuff. Um, do you see any change in sight, Terry? Real quick. I don't, sadly, and that breaks my heart. I don't know how much worse can it get. I mean, that's what's scary, Terry. No, there, there is no changes. The 9-11 hijackers, quite a few of them overstayed their visas, too. What they're trying to do is break the working class Americans who established this country 
because they're the only ones they really fear politically. And they know if they just flood the country with third world is they could have their way, the people at the establishment. They've broken out back with wages because of this. Neighborhoods have been broken. Uh, two uh, illegal aliens up in Erie County finally announced it, that they, they raped two women who were working in the place that they were staying. One was from Venezuela. The other was from the Congo. This is what I can tell you, folks. If the 65 Immigration Act is not repealed, your country is finished. Visa violations, China is the number one visa violator inside this country, okay? So if you don't stop this, you lose your country. It's that, that's it. Nobody's talking about the 65 immigration except for this man right here. And also, they won't put him on Rikers Island because they want them out and open because they're going to be they're getting jobs right now. They're also going to smaller places that don't get publicity at the ends of towns, places in the business district area. They've already been put there. A lot of people today don't even know what's going on. They don't understand it. They have these ID cards so they can go in and out of wherever they're staying, but they're being treated like royalty because they want them here. Yeah, and by, and by the people. way, Terry, also, in addition to all of that, uh, they are also, um, you know, just uh, – they're being turned around. You talked about the outskirts of town. A lot of them, you know, maybe outskirts of New York City, but they still want to be in New York City, and that's part of the issue. What's happening – is that indeed uh, they're trying to send them. Mayor Eric Adams is trying to get them out of the city because he doesn't want to spend the money, even though he said, uh, hey, come on in. We welcome everybody. And I don't blame them. If they said to you, hey, you want to be in New York City, hang out, uh, Broadway, Times Square, all that stuff, or would you like to go to some tiny little outskirts town in the middle of no man's land, uh, they'll say, oh, we'll stay in New York City. And I said this last night. There was a number that 17 families have accepted going outside of New York City on these buses that they were planning. 17 families. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's pathetic. And also, the other issue, you brought up Erie. Those two cases that happened in Erie County, which is in upstate New York, guys. And what happened is those two rapes, uh, or assaults, I should say, of um, one of them, as you brought up, of Venezuela, and the other one um, uh, was an African, um, from an African country. So with those in particular... Now, Erie County says they don't want them. They said they're too dangerous. It's too dangerous. Well, what do you think is could be happening with New York, New York City? I mean, it's like, uh, okay, they had two cases. Can you imagine, sadly, what's probably happening in New York City? Can you imagine what's happening right on the border in Texas? I cannot. I mean, if New York City is panicking, Texas is in crisis. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And we'll c- continue your calls. I love your calls, everybody, here on the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Adams in New York has had about 100,000 migrants come to New York City. Uh, So he's boasting, saying, boy, we do it the best here. Take a listen to what he just said a little few hours ago. If her observation is that here's some things that you can do differently, we're all in. One thing no one is stating that we didn't do, we've housed 100,000 people, unlike any other city. 
Uh, you know what? Boasting about how many you've housed, uh, why don't you call El Paso and see uh, how they're overloaded and they're sleeping on the sidewalks? Uh, why don't you talk to some of the people in, like, Yuma, Arizona? Uh, I'm sure they can tell you about the numbers that cross there in a single week. Uh, you know, to sit there and boast about how many we're housing, and then you're going around asking for more money. Mr. Mayor, please call the White House and say it is time to close the border. Have the courage to say that. That is the important thing right now. Pull other Democrats who feel the same way, hopefully, that you do, and say it is time enough, enough. And get the funding for the ones that are here, vet them, send them back. And then they can come back in if they're vetted and they fit the criteria of appropriate asylum, not just coming here because they see streets of gold. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Sal on line six. Sal, your thoughts. Yes. Hello, Rita. I just want to say one thing. Uh, At the risk of sounding hyperbolic, I think we're being invaded you look at the way these people are coming in from 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 the south, from from the southern border. They're bringing in disease. They're they're, they're subverting our culture. They don't want to learn the language. That they have an alien culture, an alien mindset, and I think I think we're honestly being invaded and we're and we're being destroyed from within. Yeah, and and created willingly too. The sad thing is, Sal, openly and willingly by the current president of the United States, because he knows what's going on. They know. They see the numbers. Uh, It is abundantly clear that this is intentional. And now cities like New York City that are far from the border are busting at the seams. Uh, Let's go to Mike on the Lower East Side. Line four, Mike, your thoughts. How are you doing, Rita? Two quick points. You know, I think, look, Hochul Hochul could make a facility. There's millions of acres upstate. Okay, most of them are all Democrats. Okay, they could put containers. They could have a container city uh, with beautiful tournaments of beautiful homes outlining with freaking log cabins and all of that. These people are great people, man. I, I don't know what all these negative waves are, man. I haven't seen one bad person. You know, sometimes I go buy chicken. Not, not. What do you I mean? What any, do you mean, not I, bad people? Who are you talking about, Mike? Not that. I'm talking about the migrants. I'm from the Lower East Side. My whole life, I've lived with uh, illegal migrants, man, and they're the nicest people in the world. You could be starving, you'd be dying in the street. They're the first ones to help you. All right, nobody's making any. Any, anything to help them out. There's millions of acres upstate where Hoku could do something for them. You know, give them like a couple of hundred thousand acres up there. Let them let them live up there in, 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 in a nice But area they don't want to go. Mike, horses. Mike, the thing no, is, no, Mike, they, they don't no want to go. They have no place Well, because to go. we shouldn't have they, let them in, Mike. I mean, well, and, 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 and Mike, Mike, I'm a first-generation American, so I appreciate migration. I just want these people to be vetted and checked. And I believe there's a lot of people. I don't, by the way, I do not blame them for coming here. I'd want to come to this great country called America, too. What I blame is our derelict government that should be checking them and vetting them as opposed to just letting them roam freely. And I'm glad you've had great experiences, but there are other people who have not. Your thoughts, Mike, real quick. 
Yes, it's too late. Once you take a pillow on the top of the Empire State Building, open it up, and let the feathers out, you're never going to get the feathers back. What I'm trying to say, these people are here with their families, their children, and all of that, and they're suffering. they got no air conditioning, no nothing. M- many of them are going to uh, bed hungry. And, okay, and by the way, and Mike, by people. the way, Mike, and, and by the way, I agree, a lot of them are, most of them are nice, very nice people, and I agree with you on that. But some of them are also staying in cushy, cushy hotels and other locations, and they still have to be checked. Uh, nice intentions or not, they got to be vetted and checked. But I hear what you're saying, and, and I think your analogy is a good one about the feathers. They're here. We just got to figure out what to do. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.